encuentro despierto, me dices lo siento con una lágrima de jamás. Which one of you paid $30 to watch the live stream of RBD with two missing people? I didn't because you know what? I'm not that big of an idiot. Hi. The way you say two missing people, it seems like it's like two people that have no, been no, no, missing no, 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 for no. years. They're, they're not. And they finally featured them on the live not missing. Concert. One of them had a baby and they couldn't wait for her to, you know, have her baby. And the other one is uh, Alfonso Herrera, who was on Sense8. And he's like, I don't want anything to do with this. It. Like, mm. goodbye. <laughs> Did you pay the $30? I, of course not. <laughs> I didn't. But you have spent that much. I have spent that before. much. Yeah. So. Well, but, you know, I was 12. Yeah. We're a long way from 12 years old here. I think the argument could be made that you earned it. Yeah, exactly. They should have let you in VIP. Exactly. They should. Mm -hmm. Like, it, I, I think it's absurd for you to charge for a live stream. Because realistically, you can make all that money in sponsorships. So. Yeah. Especially when one of the members is married to this very influential politician in Mexico. Yeah. Talking about Mexico. Hi, Suspiria listeners. Happy 2021. Did you miss us? Of course you missed us. We are the best Nobody podcast. Us. People made sure to tell us how much they miss us. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what so, happened? Thank you guys. What happened since we last spoke? Carol. Ah, mm. I don't know. It was in October, so. No, but that's not time you and I spoke. Well, no. Not the last no, time. No, since we spoke to the Suspiria no listeners. Ooh, a lot happened. A lot happened. Thanksgiving you happened. been following the news, right? <laughs> so much. I feel like we should just start blank slate 2021. Exactly. Just pretend like, the last year doesn't didn't happen. It doesn't count. It doesn't count, you guys. Yeah. I mean, what counts is the Harper Bazaar article, another article I found about us like yesterday. Oh, you found another June article that I didn't like see. If you write about us, please tell us because we don't keep up with these things. Like, yeah, we don't. Yeah. So let us know. Please. Yeah. Oh, and speaking uh, of writing about yeah. us, um, we have a listener who wants to join in on one of uh, our future episodes. So if you mm -hmm. want to do that too, um, message us. And we will find a way to get you here. Uh, I know we used to do this a lot more often before mm -hmm. when we had mm -hmm. more time. But we're going to go back to doing it, hopefully. Yeah. yeah. Oh, by the way, what's your name? Uh, Carol. And I'm Stephanie. <laughs> and this is Suspiria, true crime podcast covering all the Latin American crimes, hopefully all of them. Sometime, can you imagine? Episode number a billion eighty four. I don't think we have enough <laughs> lifetime for that. <laughs> no, we can all hope. Yeah, we can all hope. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. In fifty years, we're gonna be hosting like contests to like elect the new Carol and the new Stephanie, and they have to like just can play you us imagine? It, it's gonna be years. like a Novaloid or contest, but for <laughs> Suspiria. <laughs> I love yeah. it. I love it. I, I'm already envisioning who was going to play young me in 50 mm -hmm. years. She's mm -hmm. probably not born yet, but she'll come no. soon. Yeah, she'll come. <laughs> so what are we talking about today? <laughs> so on today's episode, we'll be talking about a Mexican case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We Ooh. all know you're so happy not to hear our anecdotes about Brazil, but please don't They're act so excited, happen. okay? 
Anywho, this case is actually fairly recent and a little bit disturbing. <laughs> we will be discussing the murders committed by Ana Carolina Lopez, a.k.a. La Psicopata Adolescente de Chihuahua. Ooh. Ooh. So, I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. This is... We'll get there. So the sources for today are <laughs> Canal... 28, La Verdad de Sureste, Info Bay, ha, the Bay is full of info, <laughs> La Razón, Socalo, mm-hmm. Segundo a Segundo, Yahoo News, El Geraldo de Chihuahua, uh, Noticias Ya, I totally mispronounced this, Chihuahua. I keep saying Chihuahua. like a, a fucking white person. I literally just had Sam teach me how to pronounce Chihuahua in Spanish. Um, <laughs> anyway, Código Delicias, El Universal, La Neta Noticias, NTR, Zacatecas, and Debate. As you'll see, there's no Wikipedia for this. Because, of course, there isn't. Because, per usual, the freaking Latin American cases don't get covered enough. Come on. Who's writing all these Wikipedia articles? And why are you not writing about this? Mm -hmm. Which is funny because we found ourselves in some Wikipedia articles and I'm like, who's writing these? I promise it's not my mom. My mom doesn't <laughs> even know how to yeah. go on Wikipedia. So Starting out here, Ana Carolina Lopez Enriquez was, adop- was adopted at the tender age of two months by Maria Albertina Enriquez Oregon and Enfren Lopez Tarango. We're starting 2021 with either better pronunciation on my end or worse. Let me know. I think it's better. Let me know. I think it's a little You're better. You're doing amazing, sweetie. Okay. <laughs> At the time of their murder, according to several sources, Albertina was 60, whereas Infren was 89 or 90. There's a certain discrepancy as to what their age actually is, as it is very common with Latin cases that we cover here. I mean, we're always talking about how, like, there's no information about nothing. Yeah. It's like... I'm not meaning to like shit on journalists here because I know that writing these things are hard. Yeah. But what the sources? I'm not gonna say the the journalists don't give a shit. The sources probably are like not caring about these details, and it's impossible to find. Yeah, exactly. So the couple had already raised their own biological children years before adopting Anna. They were very wealthy and decided to adopt a girl because they wanted to prevent a child from um, being raised. In an orphanage. Yeah. Which is very That's noble. Nice. Yeah. Very noble. I like, I don't know if I'm going to be rich someday in my life, but I would mm-hmm. love to do something like this. And it's also something that my mom would love to do, you know, when you're like older um, and you need, well, granted, if you like children, because if you don't like kids, what's the point mm-hmm. of adopting a kid when you're older? You're just going to hate them even more. Um, but I think it's very noble. How, how can I traumatize more kids? Exactly. Like, <laughs> hello, I'm a person who hates children, and today I'm gonna adopt five kids from this orphanage. Yeah. Like, don't. Oh, I'm sure this happens. Yeah, I'm like, sure. F- fucking Flor de Lis, like that happens. Yeah, anyway. yeah, yeah. Which we heard you all. We will be talking mm-hmm. about that soon. Yeah. So, anyway, Anna was known by those close to her as Yeni. Um, her parents gave her anything and everything, including a car. Her schoolmates described her as being very spoiled. 
She traveled to Disney, the Bahamas, and mm. she was getting ready to go to Venice at the time that the murders happened. Shit. Anna was only 17. She was very small at 4 feet 8 inches. Carol, she's smaller than you. That's almost as tiny as I am. <laughs> and she wasn't like <laughs> intimidating by any means. She like looked like a little kid. Her nanny, Margarita, described her as a completely normal person whom she had known since the couple had adopted her. She was also Mm -hmm. described as a caring girl, which only served to baffle authorities even more at the site of the crime scene. Which, isn't that, like, the way it's always, like, whenever we see, like, murderers who are very young, aren't, like, everybody Mm -hmm. around them always saying, oh, well, they were so nice, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I mean, I think I'm at the point now that if anyone describes any person as, oh, they're so nice, they're so sweet, like, they're believing it. No. You know? <laughs> like, it's it's like the blandest thing. Like, oh, they're so nice. Everyone is nice. Yeah. Yeah. Like, gee, you, have, you know how mean do you have to be to not be described as a nice person? Exactly. Like, the bar is so low. Yeah. Yeah. Anna's vacation to Venice was going to be the last one before she was sent to an expensive boarding school here in the U.S., We couldn't really find the exact reason why she was being sent abroad or the motive behind the crime itself. Anna was uh, seemingly going through her adolescence as any other teen would, with bursts of rebellion every now and then, and obviously arguing with her parents quite often. The crime shocked the local community because statistics at the time put the number of murders of people over 80 years old at merely like not even one percent like 0.09 percent very uncommon when it came to those over 90 it only happened a couple of times like in the past decade so this was the most uncommon of circumstances yeah and i mean i mean i think with the boarding school thing you could maybe assume two things they were either sending her away like they sent charles inga away to the u.s because she was a problem kid and they didn't want to deal with her you could assume that but you also could assume that they just had big plans for her yeah she was gonna attend school in the u.s and so like it's common for people to like finish high school in the u.s yeah especially rich kids yeah this is like really common so i don't know like i don't think that's a a big too much of a big deal i don't know yeah Well, Albertina and Efren made their money from being the owners of bars and liquor stores around Chihuahua, as well as real estate there and in Texas. Mm. Um, Several witnesses stated that they never treated Anna any different than their own biological children. They doted on her and enabled her to a certain extent. When they went out to eat, for example, she was the one who picked what meals her father would have. <laughs> can you imagine? That's a little odd. Yeah. Can you imagine, like, you see this couple with what looks like their granddaughter, and you're like, hey, sir, what are you having? And she says, he'll have the steak. Oh, he'll have that. <laughs> oh, great. My neighbor started yelling at his toddler. Sorry if you can hear that. Just around where my cat is, like, around (laughs) me, like, because I forgot to give her dinner. Oh, God. She'll eat later. So there were no allegations of abuse coming from the couple towards Anna. And one of their biggest arguments prior to the murder seems to have been over the car that they had given her. 
Although we're not like 100% sure of the details because she didn't really say that to the police or anything. Mm. Um, the only traumatic experience that we could find in her life was the fact that she was severely bullied in school for having, for having elderly parents. The kids called her little orphan mm. girl. And a classmate even said that Anna had told her that she would, quote, scare her parents because they made no effort to protect her from being bullied, unquote. But no one really believed her. Because, like, what are her mm. parents going to do, really? As someone who was, like, severely, not, I'm, I don't know if I was bullied in school, but, like, you know, there were some experiences that, like, you know, I had to kind of, like, push my parents to doing something and they went and they talked to like you know the people in charge in the school and the people in charge were like all right we're gonna take care of this you know they did a seminar on bullying and why it's bad see i know what that you know what happened (laughs) you know what happened afterwards (laughs) they bullied me even harder so like i was bullied pretty hard but i never said anything so i don't know what would have happened if i said something Mm-hmm. But I don't think anything good would have happened because sidebar no, here. Um, I yeah. had a friend in middle school who was extremely hairy, like mm-hmm. extremely hairy. And people used to call her little wolf girl <laughs> and write like about her in like the desks and like be really mean to her. And this one oh, time no, they sense. even put a bunch of super glue in one of the benches and her brother mm-hmm. sat on the bench and like his skin came out that's how bad it was so her dad was a sergeant a police mm-hmm. sergeant so obviously she told him and he was like oh hell no so mm-hmm. they called this meeting with all the parents from our class and like all the kids <laughs> i remember this is so bad i should not be laughing at this but um <laughs> My parents lived here in America and I lived in Brazil. Mm. So my aunt came to the meeting with me. And I remember when they started reading off all the things that people called her, my aunt started cracking up. She could not <laughs> stop laughing. She, she couldn't. Like, she was really... And my aunt is, like, super, super white. So she was getting red, like, beet red. And, like, she couldn't stop laughing. And I was like, please stop laughing. You're embarrassing me. And she was like, but it's so funny. And I'm like, no, it isn't. It was very These awkward. kids are good at comedy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah uh but oh anyway God, uh, i don't mean to laugh yeah, so no that well it's funny now yeah. that i'm an adult but back then i was like please stop laughing you're embarrassing me and at the end of all of that after the little meeting you know what happened she was bullied mm-hmm. even further and she had to start waxing so there is that because we know that all brazilians are born hairless exactly that's why it's called the brazilian <laughs> wax right because exactly. they're all trying to look no one has hair exactly no one so it was April of 2013. Anna was dating 18-year-old Jose Alberto Grajeda Batista, who was a student much like her, but who came from the other side of the fence. Mm-hmm. She vented to him about her problems at home, telling him that she could not stand her parents anymore. Jose then jokingly asked if she wanted her parents to be silenced. Hmm. The parents are mute. That, that works. Yeah. <laughs> Upon hearing that, uh, Anna became hysteric, asking the man if he was being serious, to which he responded, well, you'll tell me. Is that what you want me to do? 
And so, with the help of another friend of theirs, Mauro Dominguez, they started plotting the murder of the elderly couple. Why does this remind me of another case that we have covered in the past? Has this happened many times in history? Like, is this a common thing with teenagers? I'm getting a little nervous. I don't know. It makes me nervous to have kids because I'm like, I know, if right? these like, rich ass people who gave this kid everything are getting murdered, what's going to happen to me? People are rich too. Exactly. Yeah. Episode, I don't know, four, Suzanne, uh, Suzanne von Richthofen that we covered. Yeah. Exactly. Like, exactly the same story. A little different, but exactly the same. Yeah. So I think, Carol, we should aim to treat our children as if we were poor even if we're rich yeah and then when they turn 18 surprise surprise you are a princess underbuilt um yeah so on may 3rd 2013 my sister's birthday the plan started unveiling it was a friday and margarita not margarita margarita (laughs) left early (laughs) as per usual she left early every friday which is very common even in brazil when you have a maid Mm. Like, they usually leave early on Fridays. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Anna turned on the TV and waited until her father was away playing pool as he did every week. Once he left, she called her mom into the kitchen and she was like, Mom, I can't find an ingredient. Can you help me? Albertina walked into the kitchen unsuspectingly. She didn't know that Mauro was crouched behind an armchair in the same room. Mm. As she walked towards Anna... Mauro attacked her, strangling her with a cable. The trio waited until around 10 p.m. when a friend came home and Anna again called her dad into the kitchen saying, Dad, don't you want to come cut up some fruit with me? He would also be strangled with a cable, this time by Jose. That's a very personal way of killing people. I know, right? To ensure that the couple was indeed dead, they injected the bodies with chlorine and insecticide in the jugular. Mm. What? A- I'll, I'll comment about this later. They cleaned up the kitchen to make sure that no evidence was left behind, setting the bodies um, in the living room. The trio then had hot dogs for dinner and some beers. The next day, they put the bodies in the car, tidying up their hands uh, and feet. So, like, hogtied or just... I don't know if it was hogtied. They just described it as tying up the hands and feet, mm-hmm. so... The car was left in an abandoned lot in Sapo Verde, and the trio poured around 3.5 gallons of gasoline on it before setting it on fire. Ana and Jose then went shopping on the jewelry store where they had their fingers measured for... Promise rings. Oh, isn't that cute? That is so romantic. On the night of the fourth, they also attended a quinceanera. Oh, that nice. Yeah, imagine that poor girl. (laughs) That poor girl. Can you imagine if you like playing a quinceanera for like ages, and and then these two murderers show up? Show up. The, the, there, there's pictures of that dude yeah yeah i mean they're definitely a nice are, story, well but like, they probably oh, deleted the pictures but yeah just like look at the album and it's like just photoshop like a blur in the background exactly. like, oh, who was here oh no i don't know what you're talking about yeah 
So the incinerator car was discovered a mere couple of hours later. Criminal analyst David Ochoa, who at the time had worked over 250 crime scenes, was baffled upon seeing the bodies of the couple. He had been called at home by a homicide detective who told him to rush to the scene as soon as possible. The bodies were found charred right next to a smoke concrete wall. It was clear uh, to crime scene investigators that they didn't really have a chance, the victims didn't really have a chance to defend themselves, judging by the position of their hands and feet behind their backs. There was no identification with the bodies, but dental analysis indicated that they were elderly people. Albertina's hip bone identified her body as that of a woman in her 60s. All other evidence pointed to the other body as that of a man around 90 years old. So old, man. Yeah, like if she would have waited, they could have. Although a lot of the family members say that um, her, uh, not her grandfather, her father Mm -hmm. (laughs) was a very strong man and they expected him to live until he was like 110. Yeah. So. But it's so interesting to me how they strangle them yeah right and then they inject them with stuff which just for me proves that they know that they have kind of no idea what they're doing yeah yeah because like if you inject something someone who's alive the blood pumps and then it works but would that do anything on a dead body I'm I'm no forensic specialist, but I don't think that's how how blood works. I feel like they just watched a bunch of crime shows and jumbled a bunch of ideas and oh, were no, like, no. "Yeah, never mind." But never mind what I said, because like if they were just trying to make sure that they were dead, then well, of course the bodies would remain unidentified for the next twenty four hours. Police were puzzled and honestly sort of hopeless because they didn't have the many leads on the crime itself. However, the answers to their questions would come knocking on knocking at their door when 18-year-old Jose confessed to his part on the double homicide. In the double homicide. See, on May 5th, police were following up on a missing persons report filled by the family of the couple. According to Margarita, the couple was seen uh, on Friday before she left. And Fred was laying in his bedroom while Argentina was working on a puzzle by the terrace. Police questioned Anna, who crept, who kept like poker face, no emotion at all, on telling them that she had seen her parents on Friday night and Saturday, only realizing that they were missing. On Sunday, she said she woke up and just just weren't there. Oh, they were not oh there. God, oh yeah. my god, I woke up and mommy and daddy were gone. Mm-hmm. Can you believe Home that? Home alone, Jesus. Jesus. Mm-hmm. So because she could like trace her la- all her steps uh, for the past couple of days in detail, police were not like necessarily suspicious of her. This is until they spoke to Jose. Yeah, because yeah. there's one thing you gotta know is. There's always someone who's going to break. Someone's going to crack. Exactly. So, uh, Jose was not initially questioned as a suspect or anything. He simply broke. Like, police were just having, like, a casual conversation Mm. with him. And he told Mm. the investigators that he needed a psychologist because he, quote, just couldn't take it anymore, end quote. (laughs) 
He told police everything about that horrible Friday night. Step by step, he detailed the complaints Anna had made about her parents and the fact that they were taking away her car, how they roped Mauro into the whole plan and the final execution. His confession would line up with the testimony given by Anna later on. When asked about how she felt now that her parents were dead, Anna told police that she felt free. Now I ask you, what was binding this girl? Like, bitch, you had everything. What? You had money. You traveled abroad. You had a car. You had computers. You had, like, whatever you asked for, your parents gave you. So what exactly were they doing that was binding you? I feel like some people, they don't know how to deal with minor inconveniences. And yeah. I feel like when you're an adult, maybe, like, you still get Because I, I still get pissed with minor inconveniences. And I don't know, like, you just deal with it, right? Exactly. I don't know. Not I mean, I'm thinking a million things. Now I'm just going to stick with the outline because <laughs> you guys don't need to listen to all of it. Uh, <laughs> criminal psychologists classified Anna as a level 9 psychopath according to the FBI scale of murderers so she's not like you know I was thinking about, about like Karen's with like minor inconveniences <laughs> but this is a full on like psychopath yeah so yeah of course she doesn't think like us and we can't understand because I don't know about stuff but I'm not a psychopath so. I mean I can be if you anger me. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Watch the FBI knock on my door. <laughs> yeah, the FBI agents that monitor this podcast, like yeah, are, like taking notes. Yeah, uh, most of her personality was similar to that of an average teenager. She loved Zac Efron, loved her brand name clothes, loved to travel and to dance. However, she showed no remorse for the crime she committed, which left investigators puzzled at her coldness. In the original trial, she was sentenced to 14 and a half years in prison. The maximum sentence for a minor at the time was 15 years. She was to serve the beginning of her sentence in a juvenile facility, where she would be kept isolated from others and then transferred to an adult prison. Yeah, sounds good, right? However, yeah. listeners, that would be too good to be true. In 2016, there was an update in the legislation which stated that the maximum sentence for teens between 14 and 16 years old would be three years in prison, oh, no. whereas the maximum for those between 16 and 18 would be five years in prison. Mm -hmm. And of course, her defense team jumped at that opportunity requesting a review of her sentence so that she could get out of jail earlier and she was released from prison in march of 2018 at the age of 23 yeah this decision received mixed opinions from the community while some believed that she could be rehabilitated and were there to support her upon her release, it was mainly like religious organizations that were there supporting mm. her. Others threatened to kill her. Yes. <laughs> and although there are a few recent articles written about the case, not much is known when it comes to Anna's whereabouts. So she could be chilling right next door to you and you probably wouldn't even know it. 
And that was now that. welcome to the podcast. Here's Anna. She's gonna give the account. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, right. Come on, Anna. You come in. Come on in. Come, come on, on in. My roommate. Um. Yeah. <laughs> so that Jeez. was that. I wonder where she is. What is she doing? Yeah. And you know what's funny? I was telling Sam about. Well, I didn't tell her the name of the case. So hi, mm-hmm. Sam. You're listening till here. Um, Sam is from Chihuahua. So she was mm. like, do you know exactly which like town in Chihuahua? I'm like, I don't know. They just call her the psychopath of Chihuahua. And she was like, oh, okay. So what if she's related to Sam? She's related to Jenny. <gasps> what if Sam is Anna and she's been lying to us and saying that her name is Sam this whole time? We've been played. She's like almost the same height. <laughs> so... <laughs> So it could be her. Could be. Could realistically. Be. Jeez. I don't know. I feel like there's a... I, I don't know why I have this, this feeling, but there's a chance that she's in the U.S. I also feel like I she think probably, could be here. like, you know, and it's probably not, like, you know, in the, not, like, somewhere where there's a lot of Mexicans. It's probably somewhere, like, in the middle of buttfuck nowhere, and she's just there yeah. living her life, like, as if nothing had happened and no one knows. Like... Yeah, I don't know why. This is my idea of, of what it is. Would you think that um, she would have killed the parents anyways if the guy hadn't offered it? I feel like she would have found a way to do it. I feel like she mm-hmm. she like had the idea like in the back of her mind to do something, and it was just like, how do you say it in English? agradável. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. she had the Mm -hmm. idea, and then this idiot was like, oh, wait. It's convenient. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I I like to believe in all these accounts of, like, you know, how people say something happened exactly how it happened. But maybe, like, maybe it wasn't the guy's idea. Maybe it wasn't the first time the guy brought it up. Maybe this is only like half a truth. And she's been talking about killing the parents for a long time, but we don't get to hear about that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the way she was like a little controlling with like choosing what the parents eat and stuff. She sounds like, very bitter. Yeah. About life in general for no fucking reason. I mean, she's a teenager. Like you are a little bit bitter and you know, I don't know, maybe the whole psychopath trait thing makes her lack the empathy of, Mm -hmm. like, realizing, like, where she stands in the world and what her privilege is and how, like, you know, only having the parents and having, you know, what she has money-wise. and I don't know, I feel like that could humble you maybe if you have that type of, uh, the, 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 the ability to think about those things, but clearly she doesn't, so... I don't know. I, I'm just like worried about her whereabouts, really, because mm-hmm. I feel like she's the type of person who could commit a crime again. Crime. But isn't it weird, though, that she was about to like move to a boarding school? She was about to be out on her own, right? Yeah. Why would she kill her parents to be free? Maybe. I mean, we. The articles I read don't really say the name of the boarding school, mm. but I've been watching a lot of the Illuminati, <laughs> and there's a lot of like terrible boarding schools yeah, in this yeah. country. No, it could be terrible, but so, like maybe, maybe she was scared of the boarding school. Yeah, maybe like going to the boarding to prison 
would be better than going to the boarding Maybe school. Going to the boarding school. Yeah. Because have you seen the Paris Hilton documentary? I haven't, but I've, I know about it. So I watched that on YouTube because, yeah. you know, I clearly have no life. I actually watched it when I was assembling some of my furniture a while ago. Anyway, mm-hmm. she went to a terrifying boarding school here in mm-hmm. the U.S. And she's Paris Hilton. So <laughs> I wouldn't put it past other people to send their to, kids yeah. to a terrible boarding school thinking that they're doing something good. Because mm-hmm. that's the thing. Like, no parent's going to think that they're sending, especially if it's a troubled child, they're not going to think that they're sending them to, like, this death camp. And most of the time, if it is a troubled child, when the kid complains, the parents are going to be like, oh, you're just saying that because you don't like rules. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Maybe she was scared of the boarding school. We'll never know. Yeah, maybe. I'm going to have Sam track her down in Chihuahua. (laughs) And we're going to have an exclusive interview with her pretty soon. Imagine if we had, like, imagine if we actually had an interview with one of the people that we're covering. That would be so creepy. (laughs) I mean, there's this one serial killer, Brazilian serial killer, that he accepts interview requests. Oh, that dude. I mean... A lot of people say not to, like, please don't talk to this guy, like, don't give him an audience, and he will not give you anything of someone interesting that will make anything better. Yeah, like, he's just the guy's a new t- YouTuber, you know what I mean? He's just, yeah, he's an attention seeker. So, yeah, so I mean, we wouldn't, we wouldn't, but there's people that have, there's people that we, like, we, Steph and I, like, there's people that we literally, like, have talked to and seen that have, like, talked to us that have talked to the guy so yeah like, you know yeah yeah pretty I mean, weird you said he had uh shout outs i do have shout outs okay so i'm gonna do the um twitter one first because mm-hmm. uh, first of all i would like to apologize for the lack of response on our social media just because mm-hmm. we su- anyway um <coughs> it, it's not coronavirus i promise oh yeah okay uh, <laughs> First one is Little Miss Horror Nerd. Uh, then we have Hafa. Um, then we have Punkle Lechuga, who caught up in all of our episodes. Mm-hmm. You go. Good job. Proud of you. Then we have Samantha. Um, then we have Darwin. Well, that's the the username. Thais Paceto. Mm-hmm. Sensei Biscoito. <laughs> <laughs> freaking tweets which has uh genesis land of confusion as their um as their what do you call picture twitter bio bio all right then we have katie who is my friend katie uh then we have salem uh cheryl and karini and now i'm gonna go to instagram very special shout out to cat uh, they said that they were very happy to hear us talking about our African listeners because they are from South Africa. So mm. hi, Kat. I've always wanted to visit your uh, country. Some Maybe someday after Corona. Um, <laughs> if I have money. <laughs> we can yeah, exactly. Uh, and then, oh God, I don't know where I was with the shout outs the last time. So I'm just going to pick a random person and go from there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jillian, who's my friend, Donnie, 
Marina, Nubia, Angie, Layla, Isabel, Karina, Erica, Mari, Shannon, Bailey, Vladimir, Agatha, I think, Brenna, Mm -hmm. Echo Victor Alpha, who I've seen this person specifically like a lot of our posts, Uh, Aka Fezeira, Silas, Nancy, Yuvon House, Rafaela, Sarah, Natalie and James, Samara, Corina, Nanda, Anna, Camille, Natalia, Melly, Joanna, Elde, Loni, Courtney, Paulo, Fernanda, Flavia, Rosana, Isabel, and Livia. Welcome. Welcome one welcome. and welcome all. Mm-hmm. So yeah, people, yeah. that was it. Hope you liked it. We'll be back soon. Mm-hmm. Don't know when. Not soon. Soon. We'll, we'll, we'll always things. be here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you speak Portuguese, by any chance, we have a second podcast. Uh, Suspirious Little Sibling. Yeah. The Pinikirimi. Yeah. I don't know how to spell it. I'm sorry. Just I'll, click I'll on our profiles on Instagram. T-U-P-I, and, and it's going to pop up. Because yeah. it's the own. Yeah. Uh, and it's us, too. Same face. Yeah. So um what else is the one to find you on a different podcast do you have a third one stuff i do i have a podcast called comadres con libros even though the titles in portuguese and spanish we only speak english and that well sometimes <laughs> we say some random shit uh but yeah it's about books so if you want to mm-hmm. hear that Mm-hmm. And if you want to be part of this podcast, you can always email us at superiorpodcasts at gmail.com. Speaking of that, I have to check our emails. <laughs> <laughs> I say that I as I have like a month's worth of emails. Anyway, <laughs> someday we'll respond. Um, oh my God. Yeah. I think um, Steph and I, we need to create a third podcast, just me and her apologizing. Apologizing. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, like, and, and listing all the reasons why, <laughs> and like, just documenting the saga of trying to record an episode. Yeah. Because, oh my god, how can you not, how can you, like, how can we have been working on the podcast, like, for months and not release anything. Exactly. But we're working on, like, we're actually we're doing actually things, but this doing is the research. surface, guys. This is the surface. No, our new so. podcast is going to be called I'm Sorry, Excuse Me. Like, the little, sorry, excuse me. Well, you, you wouldn't know that stupid-ass song, Kara, because you don't have kids around you all the time. But it's a, little, it's a little cartoon that teaches kids how to sign I'm Sorry and Excuse Me. But they just sing that for five minutes straight. It's the worst thing ever anyway oh seems like it's stuck to you so is it bad or is it actually good because <laughs> you've learned how to say i'm sorry excuse i me, did not you know apologizing i did so. d- well i well i know how to say it out loud but i don't know how to sign it no. so but well I, I mean we're always trying to do better so yes. i can promise that we will but we're yeah. always trying 2021 so will it. be our year I guarantee. Yeah, I'm sure you will. I think it's either gonna be worse than 2020 or better. <laughs> I think I just it's hope be that better. it's better so I can stop hearing about how bad 2020 was. Cause it's like, stop trying to empathize with me. You don't know if my 2020 was bad or good. Honestly, like on, I'm gonna be 1,000 percent honest. My 2020 wasn't bad, if I'm being completely honest. Mm-hmm. It was just boring, but it wasn't bad. It, it was, was boring because I spent the entire year at home. Yeah. 
But like, I mean, I feel like a lot of people got it harder than we did. Yeah, but it it was like, I mean, at least for me, it wasn't worse than all my other years. Yeah, you know? like, exactly. Cause I I I can't complain about like you know having a bad life, but I haven't lived a very happy life. Mm-hmm. So like you know, I'm like, yeah, I'm dealing with the same stuff I've had for like ten years now. So like, yeah, you know, and I also feel like. For me to say that my 2020 was bad, it would almost be patronizing because mm-hmm. I know so many people who struggled, whether it's like yeah. financially or with their health in mm-hmm. 2020. I didn't get sick. I thankfully managed to get my bills paid. And there's mm-hmm. so many people who yeah, right? didn't get that. And yeah, so not like, even really talking about the people who died. Bad. So. Yeah. Yeah. People who got COVID, like, mm-hmm. I, I was, like, you know, lucky enough to have a, only a small amount of people that I knew that got COVID and I didn't still, so. Yeah, I don't, I don't think any of my relatives here mm-hmm. got COVID, although before, um, well, this is going on for way too long, I, none of you care, but I'm going to yeah, say, right. before, like, the pandemic actually, like, hit, like in February, mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. everything got shut down, my aunt got really sick. Oh. Uh, but they didn't say it was COVID because I, I don't think they were doing COVID tests back then. Mm-hmm. But like after everything shut down and they started doing the tests, she was telling us like all the symptoms that she had. And she's like, I'm pretty sure I had COVID. They just didn't mm-hmm. diagnose it as COVID. Mm-hmm. But then after that, she didn't get sick. So she had covid before covid was cool. exactly my yeah. aunt is the hipster covid <laughs> person yeah and she's my, still I mean, like suffering like a lot of the effects from it because before that she didn't have to use an inhaler and now she does now like she, she has does. trouble breathing that sucks man. yeah so yeah no one here got covid but like my grandma has covid right now no so we'll be hearing more from that yeah no a lot of my relatives in brazil got covid but not here I wonder why. I feel like I either already got it or like I'll never get it. You know what I mean? Because like. Oh, I have a story about the day that I was sure that I had COVID. (laughs) Oh, I I was sure that I had COVID like a few times. I was so sure that I had COVID because so I went to the Starbucks drive through (laughs) (laughs) and I got a coffee because I hadn't been to Starbucks in a really long time. Mm -hmm. Got a coffee. No, I'm sorry. I got a tea Mm -hmm. and I had the uh, egg bites. And I don't know about all of you, but I I get really flustered at checkout lines and drive throughs I want to get out of the way real quick Mm -hmm. as soon as possible because I don't want to inconvenience anybody. Situation like I don't like it. Yeah. So especially with service industry, I'm like, I don't want to be an inconvenience. I want this to be a really present experience for you. Exactly. Exactly. So I set the little bag uh, with the egg bites right next to me and like i (laughs) i put my foot on the gas pedal and one of the egg bites fell into my cup holder and i was like shit shit fuck 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 so i picked it up real quick and i blew it and then i just shoved the entire thing in my mouth (laughs) and then after i did that i was like oh my god one my hands are not clean Two, my car is definitely not, not clean, clean enough for me to do that. Uh-huh. And like right after that, I like lost my sense of taste. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, I got COVID. I have COVID. 
it totally happened all over the starbucks egg bites i played myself and i got really desperate and i scheduled a, a test at cvs which by the way they're free at cvs you just have to go to the drive-thru mm-hmm. um i <laughs> scheduled a test and i went i got the test done and like the results they said it would come out in two to five business days so i was like biting my nails the entire time oh my god i have covid sorry dad can't see you have covid sorry mom i can't see you i have covid and i didn't have covid turns out i just burnt my tongue with the egg bites that's why i couldn't taste anything no it was just the bacteria and egg bites <laughs> clogging yeah. all your tongue pores so you couldn't yeah. taste anything that's what yeah, that was so yeah yeah. It wasn't COVID. Thank God. Because, mm. yeah. Anyway, hopefully yeah. by the time we release our next episode, we'll all be closer to getting vaccinated. Unless you're anti-vax, which if you are, get the fuck out of here. I was about to say that. Please don't. <laughs> Please don't. Please don't stand so close to mm-hmm. me. Just don't. As the police Just would don't. say. Yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> the police That's would say, enough. and I was like, "Why would the police would say?" Oh, the, those police. All right, I got the it. band, the police, not <laughs> not the 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 the, po- the 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 police. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got it. Not not the police, but the police. I got it. The police, the cool police. The, yeah. Um, <laughs> well, sometimes cool, <laughs> not always. Okay, guys. <laughs> we'll see you next time, wherever, yeah. wherever. Yeah, and. I hope you guys keep on having a good end of the world. Maybe we'll finally end in 2021. We can all hope. Goodbye. We can all hope. Laters, haters. Ciao. Thank you for listening to another episode of Suspiria, a true crime podcast. If you are a creep and enjoy listening to all of that horrible information, please check out our previous episodes and write us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And also follow us on social media. We're on Twitter and Instagram as Suspiria Podcast. Facebook is also Suspiria Podcast. If you want to follow Carol, you can follow her at Suspiria Carol. And you can follow me at eu.steph. Note, none of us post anything interesting. We do, actually. If you have any case suggestions, feel free to drop them over at suspiriapodcast at gmail.com. Or if you want to be part of this podcast, you can also email us. We promise we won't bite. Ciao. Ciao. Yeah.